Sunday night I'd watch the practice with none of my friends I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends But I'm out of practice With your hosts, Keith Barney Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, and stream it on Hulu. Out of practice. We're doing it. Podcast detailing David E. Kelly's Emmy Award winning show, The Practice. We are up to episode season two. I mean, season two, episode 12, Race with the Devil. And I am crushed. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith is fresh faced. He has got tears streaming. And the Boston Bruins have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup. Stanley? The Stanley. Well, it's. We're off to a great start. Sounds good. I mean, what's your excuse? I had to uh, I had to watch us lose game seven last night. I had to get up at butt clock this morning, Keith, to go into audition for a commercial to play a tech startup CEO giving a TED talk. Oh, how did that go? Well, I was psyched. I put on a nice shirt. One of my yeah. I got I got married in this shirt because that's how I'll uh, not so many fancy clothes I have. Anyway, long story short, I get there, teleprompter's there, I realize, you know what? I didn't bring my contacts. <laughs> and oh, you know, no. because that's the case, the first thing they did, I did a great read, and then they're like, you know what? Let's try this without the glasses, to which I was like, well, damn. <laughs> so oh, I no. just squint- <laughs> squinted and squinted and gave them a squinty read. So uh, that was it's my like, day. Uh- He's great. He looks right. He's got about right about age. He gave a great read. I'm not sure he's literate. <laughs> Why is he squinting so hard? It seemed like he was sounding out the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because it's true. And I kept saying, it, the product, I don't even know if I could, I guess I could, it didn't say, I don't think it was anything I said I couldn't say it. The product was called Sherlock, but instead of O-C-K, it just had a big Q. Oh, okay, great. And, sounds- it kept, and it kept referring to Sherlock's AI. But for some reason, because of that big Q, I kept saying Sherlock's IQ. <laughs> this is bad, man. <laughs> Needless to say. I uh, think they found out your IQ. Yeah, the, the $2.19 we've made off this podcast is, is the only money I've got coming in. So, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Well, look, I have only in my illustrious uh, retired acting career. I have only gone in for one commercial audition. Oh, okay. And I booked it. Okay. Was now were you a hairy? Were you a hairy guy for that? I, I <laughs> no. I was. I, I I made you be the hairy guy. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it was the same agent. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell that st- story afterwards. I booked it. 
and turned it down. It was going to pay me 800 bucks for one day until I realized, because it wasn't part of the audition, that it was it was a uh, commercial for chewing tobacco. Oh, you've got morals is what you say. Oh, man, I could use that 800 bucks. But I yeah, I was like, I can't. I, I cannot be in, like, a chew commercial. <laughs> Recently, anyway. I've gotten a couple of auditions for, like, uh, HIV preventative medications and various things. And my agent's always like, hey, is that something you'd be willing to consider? I was like, consider? So, yeah. Is it, like, are you, like, on the poster to, like, try to prevent people from having sex? Just, like, this is what's going to... Yes, that's me. Like, it's just my don't face. Don't do this. Yeah, Actually, no. My, uh... my first gig in New York at all was I got called in. It was a 30-minute... They took some pictures of me on a basketball court sitting on a chain link fence. And uh, it was a $600 buyout for like 30 minutes. So I was like, hell yeah. Right. I got a call a couple months later. They asked if they could use them on these three billboards in Delaware State. And it was like four, $4,500 $4, per billboard. Really? So my first year in New York was basically Holy paid shit. for in a half an hour film shoot. And I thought, oh, this shit's easy. <laughs> Wow. Well, Keith, although it, sh- it should not have been me, the-, the ad was like, I used to play ball all day, but now <laughs> since I've been smoking, I can't barely stand it for half an hour or something. I was like, this isn't at all me. But regardless, uh, kids who are out there thinking you want to be an actor, definitely not that easy. No, but that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good gig. I mean, the, uh, I, the, the funny part is you playing basketball all day. I mean, yeah, really, that is the funny uh, part. I mean, you you are the poster child for many things. Basketball might not be the one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Turns out I throw a mean sky hook. So I believe that. Yeah, I you, totally believe that. I'm not sure we've ever played basketball together, Keith. No, because do I look like a basketball player? We've thrown, I'll play hockey with you. We've thrown the football around. No, I heard you take cheap shots. I do. I, yeah, I'll play. I'll play hockey. I'll play football, basketball. A like I'm just. I'm the whitest person that's ever lived, and I suck at it. And B, I always jam my fingers, and my fingers are fucked up enough already, and I'm a pianist, so. You know, Keith, we've, our relationship has run the course from when we first started dating. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play, we used to play tackle football. And then we went to the days where we played touch football because we were old, and now right. we've progressed to the age where we don't play anything at all. We watch football. We do, we do. Not together, and, because we both like to stay home. No, that's true, that's true. But we can we can get some Madden on at some point. You should come up. But, uh, but P.S., we didn't actually ever technically date. We were just hooking up. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Oh, man, if that's not the poster child for abstinence, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's right. That will prevent... All, uh, all sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, oh, but you know, I, f- I feel like we should circle back and finish the story of you being Harry and how I got you an agent. That's true. Tom Brady desperately wants to know. I know. So, cause I just referenced it. Yeah. So, uh, this agent slash bail bonds woman, uh, <laughs> texted me and said, do you, we're having auditions for like a, uh, it was like a hair removal commercial or something. Like, do you are you super hairy? <laughs> and I was like, uh, not. I mean, technically, I am, but I wasn't going to tell them that. <laughs> I was like, no. But you know, I you know, I've got a guy. I know who's super hairy. And you didn't have an agent at that point, so like, it was it was sort of a backhanded introduction. But I, you know, 
you got an agent. I did, and I'm trying to think if outside of that one hair removal thing, which I remember pretty vividly. Wait, did you, you actually went in? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, my God, tell the story. You know, I just don't remember enough about it. Anyway, uh, it, it was it was a treat, Keith, and I, I thank you for that. Um, oh, my God. But I guess since, do we have a bumper for our, uh, we do, for our, our first thing we do? Oh, do we have one? It Look turns, at that. It turns Here out we go. We it's time for Filings and Subpoenas. Filings and Subpoenas. Filings and Subpoenas. Filings and Subpoenas. Have we heard from Tom Brady again? Well, uh, someone is listening, Keith, because we just got an we got an email one minute ago. Literally one minute Literally ago. Literally one minute ago? From our good friend Brad Thompson. Tom Brady. Uh yes. And it's Tom Brady wearing a zoot suit. <laughs> so you'll recall in the past few episodes, we've been noting at how often the costuming on the practice resembles a zoot suit, be it a oh huge tie or, a, or giant pants or a giant jacket. And so this is Tom Brady, or what, who appears who might be Tom Brady. A Tom Brady-ish person. Oh, God. That is definitely a suit that uh, Bobby McDonald would wear <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So... Unless, are, now Keith, level with me. Are you Brad Thompson? <laughs> I have, uh, let me think. I have one, two, three, four. I have at least four pseudonyms. That's not one of them. Thank you so much for writing in and giving us a chance to play the bumper. You know, I spent like almost 20 minutes on that. And since you're literally the only person listening to our show... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get, we'll give you a whole segment. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to the real Tom Brady. Yeah. No, totally. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right. So I guess I can close that that tile that that uh, tab now. Too many tabs. You know. Too Close many to tabs. It. Too many tabs. Okay. All right. Well, that was great, man. Let me ask you a question, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the Christmas season of nineteen ninety seven? Oh, I sure do. Specifically, is there like a specific day in the Christmas season? Like perhaps December 13th, a Saturday evening? Yeah, exactly one month out from my birthday. I've We've gotten over the hangover of Mike's 17th birthday, and we are going full, in, full steam into the Christmas season now. Oh, right. Well, you know what? It's time for... This Day in the Basement! Okay, so Dex, what were you doing... On December 13th, 1997, smack dab in the 90s holiday season. Well, Keith, what I thought we could do is listen to some commercials from ABC back in 1997 during this Christmas time. However, attempting to pull it up has basically destroyed my computer. (laughs) Oh, you mean like uh, that time that we recorded about 20 minutes of it, and then you weren't recording? <laughs> yeah. So, in to take an abundance of caution, I'm going to just relive what we listened to about an hour ago. Yeah, you know what? I, I Here's what I want you to do. The, your, here's your punishment, sir. Okay. <laughs> your punishment is you have to act out and provide the audio for it. So, I'll, I'll, I'll tee you up. <laughs> okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, live here on ABC TGIF, a special Christmas 
with Hanson. Mm, We're so young and cute. Oh my God, Hanson. I I remember them. They weren't even cool back then. Oh, that was a great commercial. Yeah, ABC uh, was having a Christmas special with Hanson, and Melissa Joan Hart was actually introducing a Disney Christmas parade where you and I listened to a little bit of The Lion King, which was also making waves uh, in 97. Yeah, so I'll be Melissa. Okay. Okay, kids, ladies and gentlemen, here we have a selection from The Lion King. Take it away, Pumbaa. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful friend! That is a terrible Pumbaa. Who the? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, well, that that was uh, yeah, but it d- didn't really go that well. Uh, no, but it uh, did you not. know, I'm sure it was a good special anyway. And then we watched the thrilling Hallmark movie uh, that turned racist at the end. So uh, let's <laughs> sure. let's start that clip. You know what? We'll keep that one. We'll keep that one close to the vest. It was very racist, but it's good to know that. Hallmark Christmas mu- movies, racist or not, uh, persisted even back in the early 90s. <laughs> yes, hard to imagine. Yeah, well, boy, what a great segment. I'm, I'm glad you picked out all those clips. And, I did uh, all this stuff, and then it just all went to shit. But beat them all up, and it was great. We also saw a commercial for Game Boy, which was Game Boy Pocket Edition, which was a big holiday gift in 97. Oh, sure. Yeah, would you... I, you know what? I I just pulled up that commercial. Um, here, let me let me play it. Boop 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 boop. You guys are so young. You guys are so old. We play Game Boy. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Keith, have I mentioned I'm a comedian? <laughs> I think somebody might have mentioned it on the show. Anyway, it was a lot of good, great clips. Oh it really, it went really well. Keith, why don't you tell oh. us what you were doing over there uh, in Vermont? Okay. Well, first off, I think uh, we should realize what our radios were dialed to. Oh, God, please do. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a good friend. So, because Kennel in the Wind has been on for so long, now I'm just going to do covers. And... See how long it takes you to figure out who this is. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Though I never knew you at all, you have the grace to hold. You should know who this is by now. While those around me do grow. No, it is not Elton John, but it is somebody playing and singing. Oh, that's Billy Joel. Billy Joel! I saw that concert where they were together. Tom Brady definitely got that faster. Yes, he did. Oh, did you see that? How was it? It was great. This is him in Japan. Solo. Like a cat in the wind. That's a, that's a pretty good cover of it. Anyway, so uh, that what was on what was on our airways. The Burlington Free Press talked about Howard Dean, Governor Howard Dean once again, and his popularity declining. Uh, heading into the 98 election, which he only won by 14 points. That was down from a 48-point victory in 1996, if you'd believe it. If I was going to the movies, Keith, what would I be getting tickets for? The number one movie would be Scream 2, the great holiday classic Scream 2, which took in $32.9 million. And you know what I realized? What's that? Oh, go 
Uh, oh, because I, I haven't done my this day in the basement. Oh, yeah. What were you doing over there in Vermont? Where, uh, naked on the floor of the basement. What I have is a, I have a great cop-out. And that is, uh, this day in the basement, I was remembering something that happened about a year earlier. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. 1996, oh, what a, y'all. What a great cop-out. But it was related to Howard Dean, which is why I brought it up. And I was at the Clinton Gore rally in 1996 in the the run-up to the election held a memorial auditorium in Burlington. And it was the night I had my braces on that morning for the first time. And I almost died watching this rally. But what was interesting about it, uh, Clinton wasn't there, but Al Gore was speaking. And halfway through his speech, this old lady collapsed in the front row. And Al is like, oh, is there, is there a doctor in the house? Well, wouldn't you know it, Governor Howard Dean is a medical doctor and jumped off the stage to take care of her, which was pretty badass and might have been part of why he won by 48 points <laughs> that year. Keith, for next week's, or for the next episode, I want you to pull up one of your Varney Brother cop-out CDs for Christmas, because we will be only five days from Christmas next week. Uh, in, oh, in, that's right. In uh, showtime. Okay, well, I will, I will see if I can find it. It's got to be around somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Oops. I want you to know, Tom Brady, we really did a great segment here at the top of the show. Yeah. It just got lost to antiquity, and so... We just really it, it, found no, the second half. It didn't heaven. get lost to antiquity. It got lost to incompetence. Yeah, well. Well, tighten up your lug nuts. We are going to talk about season two, episode 11, Race with the Devil, which, as we said, aired December 13th, 1997, Saturday night again. This one was written by David E. Kelly and David Shore. David Shore, who also wrote Dog Bite, Ooh. Jimmy's great episode. And uh, I love how you pretended you were surprised by that, because we've already recorded this part. (laughs) You're like, ooh! And it was directed by Oz Scott, who also directed The Means. So you know what it's time for. It is time to ask you, Mike and Deglio, What does Mike think is gonna happen? You know, the last time you did it, it was so good. What? Did you just think you sit on your guitar? No, I thought it was better the second time. No, it was in tune. You like you riffed. It was in tune. Wait, the second, oh. the last, the first time? The first time. Oh well, I mean, what do you want from me? Two, two takes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. This is a one take podcast. Damn it. Well, I th- one take. The picture here is kind of a spoiler. It's it's him in a confessional, so it has something to do with a priest. Would be my guest. Oh, good guess. Thanks. All right. Well, let's fire up Race with the Devil. Yes. Permission to smack him, Judge. Hey, don't intimidate. This is a previously on. Your Honor, he does this on purpose. He goes to get my goat and he dies. He gets it's our it. buddy, he gets it every Barry time. Miller. Pay you? Why the hell should I pay you? This is my third appearance. Yeah, and you're all for three. Well, I mean, what kind of squat head do you think I am? And this is our old work, buddy Paul McCrane. It's a jury trial. Did he call him a squat head? I was losing with jury trials because I sweat. Is it a good sign that they came know. back this quick? 
Uh, and the monkey. The monkey's back. Monkey's back. But not if we lose. In the teeth. We fine for the plaintiff and order the defendant to pay compensatory damages in the amount of $82,000. Seems to me that these recaps are very old. I won. They are. They all seem to be from, you know, perhaps the first season. I think this wedding would have come back. So we're going to go two days in a row from last season. What exactly do you think our reputation is here, Bobby? Seems quite possible. Who are you kidding? We're spending a lot of time reminding us what happened in the second episode of the series. We are a bottom feeding... Though you did mention last week that, as we've discovered on Amazon Prime and some other places, they package a bunch of episodes in with the first six. Right, right. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like, IMDb lists them as aired, and Amazon seems to list them as shot. Mm, interesting. Which, if you're a fan of, like, Firefly, uh, it's def- you definitely want them as shot, because Fox just totally screwed the pooch airing them way out of ep- like way out of order they didn't air the pilot as the first episode oh it was a big old mess and one of the reasons that fantastic show did not survive do whatever you can to get your client off law firm are you out of your puny little challenge mind you know, i don't appreciate that question this law firm doesn't advertise we just be for myself had a puny a little challenged mind that's so rude well, look how yeah, long jimmy's tie is that is the ambulance chasers those are it's the like lawyers a trump level advertise. tie well, who are we you finley crumble man jimmy think about your reputation i got no reputation I everybody looks so no young clients. and quiet i'm coming off a big win here <laughs> it'd be a couple of 30 second spots this is the time to maximize my profile Rebecca D. Cricket oh, t- came to work today. I agree. Oh, that's with nice of her. That's because you're Radcliffe. Eleanor, tell him this is something that's done. Lawyers can't be too proud these days. I don't believe in lawyers advertising, but Jimmy. Jimmy you wants to do a commercial. Day. Yeah, well, hmm. I don't believe in that anymore either. I'll just use my own personal name. I won't say anything about the rest of you. I don't believe in lawyers advertising. That seems silly. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I understand it on. On some level of the judicial system, like, I don't think that our judges or DAs should be elected officials because that sets up, you're making, you're making legal decisions based on politics to some extent. So I think that's completely wrong, but a lawyer advertising doesn't seem to fall under that. It might be cheesy depending on what the ad is, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, Keith, excuse me, if you will, I have a, a quick non sequitur. Oh, great. I'm looking at your face without a beard. Yeah, you sure you sure are. And it's reminding me of something I saw on the social medias that uh, I hope you don't mind me bringing up, but you and your oh. wife recorded a a fart song? <laughs> oh, we sure did. And I, I wanted to tell you, and I guess we're going to have to play it now. Um, Apparently, yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll end the episode with the fart song, if that's okay with you. Okay, great, yeah. Um, it's awesome, and I might have listened to it like 20 to 25 times. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, <laughs> that's how we spent the morning of our anniversary. Uh, well, what happened was my five-year-old nephew, uh, composed his own fart song, which he, uh, that my brother recorded and then sent to me. And so I took that as a personal challenge to write him his own, write, orchestrate, record, and do a video for his own personal fart song. So, very ha- very honored to be inspired uh, by Archer Varney and his Mr. Farty Pants song. If there was anyone on the practice who would listen to and enjoy the fart song, who do you think it would be? Oh, Jimmy, obviously. 
I want to contribute here. I want to bring in business. At least give me the chance. Look, let me just make it. If you don't like it, and probably it Helen Gamble too, she turn it into something dirty. Yeah, a little butt play. Not a word Ew. about this firm. <laughs> Thank Jesus! You. I thought you were teeing me up. She was in a day over and done with. I wasn't teeing you up for butt play. Call an associate. Calm down, please hold. I've never. Uh, let's just let's just make Martin this very Parker. clear. Oh, I have God. never I teed him. you up to reference butt play. Him. What does he want? Ever. He says he's being Even if I say, hey, what rhymes with schmuckschmay? I don't mean to say Don't butt play. Please hold. It's your priest. My priest. Father. All right. Slow down. Slow down. Is uh, a coroner there? What about the police? Get yourself in a back room. Say nothing. I'm on my way. What? Meanwhile, Bobby's on the phone with his priest. Client. What about Martin? Parks? Oh, right, right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we lost track. You guys can listen. I, I got a commercial to shoot. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not oh, look at me. I'm the one who signed up for hands. Wages. Hands now. I don't need to like Do it. So they're all fighting not to get the case with Once, Martin Parks, the guy that shoot. Paul McCrane plays. Too bad. He's really nice on me. Who was the asshole who didn't pay Bobby earlier. Gotcha. Got a bad feeling about this. We should mention also that the commercial that was being referenced that nobody wanted Jimmy to shoot earlier... We've already heard about, yes? Uh, yeah. It was referenced in the last episode, but her, his, her, uh, his client came in like, yeah, I saw your commercial. So uh, the timeline is totally fucked at this point. <laughs> we are seeing things in the past and the future. We don't even know Helen Gamble exists yet. So in this alternate universe, Bobby's dick has not been grabbed. It has not been, it has been grabbed by only everyone else in the world. And theoretically, Lindsay, who we know, is still sleeping with Bobby. Well, right, but we don't know where in the timeline this takes. Has it started yet, or has it not started yet? Conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory is this timeline is a mess. (laughs) It doesn't, I don't even need a bumper for that. In fact, I don't even... Is Laura Flynn Boyle even in the uh, credits here? It's almost like they aired the first season credits with it. This just in. uh, We're still recording, thank God. Hey! Okay, so we saw a stretcher go by, and Bobby is pulling up at a church. I... I think she had a heart attack. All right. Where can we talk private? Uh, well, there's an officer. Apparently, there's a Gregorian chant rehearsal uh, taking place. Well, Bobby, I could be in trouble. Isn't there always? Okay, you know what it's time for? Priest! Guy from Mrs. Doubtfire? It is the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. Well spotted. That is none other than Robert Prosky, who you would know from Mrs. Doubtfire, The Last Action Hero, Christine, the movie, the Stephen King movie, Gremlins 2, which is awesome, and 54 episodes of Hill Street Blues. And this is not the last we'll see of Mr. Prosky on the practice. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I don't know what to do. All right. First, you're going to calm down. So they're in the confessional. They're doing a reverse confession. She died. Kind of cool. 
Did you contribute to her death? Yes. Whoa, let that out. I may have caused the heart attack. What does Mike think's gonna happen? Was he playing some hanky-panky with this person? He was doing something. He was giving him the old dick grab. I was performing an exorcism. Oh. Uh, isn't it cute and quaint when the priest is only murdering demons. somebody, murdering a consenting adult doing an exorcism? It feels so like, sweet. Over. The good old days. She started thrashing a little and I hit her. I hit her on the chest. That's when she had the attack. Bobby, what do I do? Shouldn't I tell the police what happened? You just tell the jury that the power of Christ compels you. Indeed. How hard did you hit her? Pretty fucking hard. Pretty hard. Pretty <laughs> hard. <laughs> I mean, how hard do you have to hit the devil? Let's be honest. Well, That's where true. is he? Okay, we are at the Two Rivers Medical Center, and it's our buddy Paul Bobby's McCrane. Well, Bent make over. him available. I'm being sodomized here. If I can't count on my You're attorney, not being and sodomized, oh, you, you stay away from me, Fruit Loop. Okay, we need to stop and say what's happening here. He is bent over a a table, an examining table, with some sort of a scope up, you know where, doing oh shit, <laughs> doing a little butt play, <laughs> a little butt play. And the still that we are frozen on right now during this pause is Eugene standing in front of a television with, uh, I guess, what can only be described as someone's rectum rectum uh, yep. being displayed. The, the footage of the colonoscopy being broadcast on the other side of the room for reasons beyond anyone any explanation. <laughs> no, I'm going to be suing you for defamation for lying. Hey! One at a time. Now, what in God's name is going on here? It's not my this God's name what's going on. My God will see this guy rotten dead. What is going on? I want Bobby Donald. You're not getting him. Now, I haven't been to the doctor in a while, Keith. Uh, I may have right, mentioned sure. it that uh, I don't have insurance. Sure. Currently. But I believe that the doctor shouldn't say uh, this psycho needs to be on different medication. That feels like, uh, that feels non-professional. Well, it's non-professional, but, you know, doctors are allowed to be dicks, unlike lawyers, necessarily. And to be fair, uh, in case you can't quite tell Name what's happening here, here. It's not my he's complaining about a routine medical procedure that he's freaking out and trying to sue the doctor. I want Bobby Donald. You're not getting him. He's an all force. It's really ridiculous. Doctor? It's a proctological exam. I didn't think he'd go spelunking up my butt. It's a sigmoidoscope, you wacko. What you know it's a proctology exam. What did you expect? I hope I find I'm gonna a big sue your green parents if I get the, the chance. Never shut them down. Stop it! Nobody talk! Okay, it's time for. Doctor that hopes he finds a big green tumor the size of a softball in his butt! Oh man, he stole mine. <laughs> okay, guys. Star Trek fans out there already know who this is because it is the indelible voice of John Delancey who plays Q on every episode, every, every series of Star Trek uh, between Next Gen and Voyager. Uh, I, you know, he, he's done like 178 other things in Breaking Bad, but it doesn't matter. He's Q from Star Trek. What a better oh, perfect wait, I, time for that. Holy crap, Keith. 
Unnecessary <laughs> Star Trek reference. I was too excited. I forgot. Yeah. This far, no farther. Uh oh. Who? 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 It's Q. 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 <laughs> Ooh, I know it's a musical Dr. today. Walsh, though I represent Mr. Parks, I will give you a free tip. If this ever ends up in court, you don't want to be saying things like you hope to find a big green tumor the size of a softball. Do you know how humiliating this butt. is? I've got patients waiting out there. I had people before this guy started screaming rape at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He's yelling, take your thing out of my rectum. Do you know how defamed I am? Oh, you want to swap places, <laughs> stick butt? Hey, hey, quiet! Hey, huh? hey. Okay. First, why you don't know, we remove the... Uh, look, uh, he I, won't let me remove it. You have it. three terrific I want you to actors in this scene. But this is ridiculous. This entire thing is... This plotline is based on a full-grown adult who doesn't know what a proctology exam is. A full-grown professional adult with a lawyer on a speed dial doesn't know what a proctology exam is. What the hell? <laughs> Pictures are watching in different angles. Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. I came as soon as I could. I yes, I dealt it. And you smelled it. <laughs> you? Oh, oh boy. No. Oh, it's Barry He's Miller. Now, you listen to me. He's I don't know what the matter is here, but I will neither engage in nor tolerate any of your nonsense. Barry Miller shows up the hair and makeup, and they're like, no, no, you're good. You're good. We will you're good. conduct ourselves with dignity. Uh, Barry Miller and Paul McCrane were both in fame together. Meet my client, Mr. Parks. They're going to live forever, man. They are. Dignified enough. Take a picture! Have you or a loved That's one... A you know, I've been to one proctology exam before, Keith. Have you? And the patient was not on all fours, but rather comfortably on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not great for TV. <laughs> Holy shit. Jimmy in this commercial is pretty great, though. Been involved in an accident. If so, you have rights. Okay. Jimmy. Sweating his ass. You're a little stiff, <laughs> but it's good. I don't think I'm going to have you sitting. And it, let's, let's get rid of the jacket here. Wait, we've seen her before, haven't we? We have not, but it is Houston! director of a local cheap commercial. Houston! Lady with a lot of compassion treating Jimmy very nicely. That is Ada Totoro, who most of us know because she plays Tony's sister on The Sopranos. Oh, that's it. Did 72 episodes. She was also in the classic movie Deep Blue Sea. And before you ask me, yes, she is cousins with John Turturro. Oh. Now you're welcome, folks. You're welcome. Okay. As long as I don't lift my arms, uh, I perspire. It's in my jeans. Okay, whatever. Makeup. I'm on it. How could Bobby say yes to this? Yeah. He can still say no. Even so, this is a new low. Stop being so snooty. Uh, come on. Bobby was sleeping with a murderer. You basically should be disbarred. Let's all get off our high horses and calm the hell down. This yeah, and whether or not it's business. happened in this okay, timeline, action. like, she has <laughs> sex on the couch that they're filming bus? on. I can help. <laughs> Think it was a seizure or no, what? Coronary. She probably died inside a minute. Okay. And you would be? Oh, hi, Officer Bobby Donald. 
I'm legal counsel so for the far, church. So far, we are three for three on ridiculous storylines in this episode. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, priest was with him when it happened. Yeah, she went down right in front of him, poor guy. Mm. He's destroyed. You wanna, you wanna talk to him or anything? Yeah, I'd like to get a quick statement if I could. Sure. Good try, Bobby. Oh, he's doing the rosary. They want a statement. Okay, I, I should give it to them, right? I think so. Nothing yeah. suspicious to them now. They're just calling it heart attack. If you don't talk, we might make them suspicious. Okay. Exactly how hard did you hit her? Oh, like, uh, like this. Take that, Bible. Uh, uh, help me out here a little. What a Bible thumper. Exorcisms. You really do <laughs> oh. these things? Almost never. This is only my Set second you up. in 30 plus years. Well, why did you do this one? Look, if this does get out, I gotta be armed with fast answers. Alice was a diagnosed schizophrenic. She had episodes. She thought it was a demonic possession of some sort. Did you? Not really. But she was so desperate to do something, and she believed in exorcism. I thought that psychologically it could be a kind of placebo. Tell me exactly now that's interesting. what happened. Like, doing the exorcism for placebic reasons. That's not a word. Is that a word? I don't know. Uh, but doing it as a placebo in a situation like that, I, I, that's just, that's, I think that's more interesting intent for this character than like actually believing it. Yeah, and I'm glad that Bobby didn't roll his eyes and make a big deal about it, because it was only an episode or two ago that Bobby invented a whole CIA conspiracy with Helen to make his his uh, client appeased. Right, another so, another something with placebic intent. Hmm, I like placebic. Yeah. You get new words. We're like a vocab test. Placebic intent and butt play. It's what you learn here on the Out of Practice Podcast. I was praying aggressively and demanding in the name of God that... Satan rid himself of her body, and she started to jerk a little. Jerk? How? Huh. Uh, like a small convulsion, and she started you know, screaming like Helen does. obscenities. It was likely a <laughs> no. schizophrenic episode, and, and that's when I, I, I brought my hand down on her chin. Now, another Just. thing that I wonder about here is, doesn't the Vatican need to sanction exorcism? She started gasping. Yeah, but not if it's a placebic one. Fair blue. I could see she, she or is that a movie contrivance? I don't really know what the rules are in real life. Yeah, it turns out let's, I don't either. Let's call the Pope. Wait, weren't you you were raised Catholic, right? I was. Yeah, so why don't to so tell us the rules of exorcism. I didn't get uh much further past um you know anything. <laughs> Actually the the uh the Bishop asked me a question at my confirmation. What? Which was? I don't remember. I just can't <laughs> remember it at all. I just barely remember being awake for the whole thing. But isn't getting any air. So I, I tried mouth to mouth, but it, did anybody else know about this? No, oh, she she was adamant that it be kept secret. But by canon law, I had to tell Archbishop Mazzoni to get his permission. So he knew. Yeah, he denied permission. We had an argument. I told him I was going to maybe try it anyway. So you did this without permission? Oh, Bobby. 
This woman had been for 20 years. I couldn't sit back and let her deteriorate anymore. She even had her psychiatrist try experimental drugs. She was that desperate. I tried to help her. Instead, maybe I killed her. You didn't kill her. All right, listen to me. This is your statement. Bobby, why are you so close? I can't reveal the context of the meeting, uh, priest, parishioner. And it was during the meeting she had the heart attack? Yes. Was the meeting upsetting her? Was she worked up about something? She's a schizophrenic, and she may have been having an episode. That doesn't reveal the nature of what the meeting was about. It's okay. And um, once she went down, what happened? I did not the mouse. Then chest compressions, and when she didn't respond, he called 911. No, I didn't do chest compressions. That's a lie, Bobby. That is a dirty lie, and you know it. Okay. Anything Trying else? to cover for the bruise. No. Thank you, Father. I know under the circumstances, uh, well, we appreciate your cooperation. Sure. My condolences. Interesting, Keith. Yeah. You hit her hard enough to bruise her, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, it would seem. Thumped that Bible. Well, this is quite a day. First I kill somebody, then I lie. What a wonderful priest I am. You didn't kill her and you didn't lie. Well, Do you think we sent that officer out with the right Bobby impression lied. of what happened? You can't reveal priest parishioner communications. What was that about chest compressions? Look, Father, you're in a little deep here. If this information gets out the wrong way, you could you could lose your church. Bullshit. You could be Nobody would convict him for this shit. Criminally, you could go up on manslaughter. Let me do what I have to do. Well, th there are more details yet to come. Okay. Have we mentioned that he strapped her down and hit her in the chest? I'm going to get you through this. He strapped her down. You remember when my mother died? Maybe that was a spoiler. No, you got me through it. Wow. I can't look at him without thinking of that amazing that scene in the in the restaurant and. I'm gonna pull you through this. I haven't seen it in so long. Where Rob Williams is running back and forth, putting on the drag, taking off the drag, getting drunk. Oh, right, right, right. Don't move. Either one of you. Welcome back, Richard McGonagall, Judge. If I heard correctly, you're here to get a court order to allow your client to remove a tube from his clients we're seeking declaratory relief if my client concludes this procedure against his client's will it could be construed wait as so that guy's just sitting there with the tube up his ass mitigation issues. sure is and as we stand here your client remains in his client's office with the tube still that's correct your honor there are certain situations where the court is loath to intervene parenting would be such a situation Consensual relations between married couples. Proctological exams. Now, why don't Again, you just get another is, doctor? The storyline is so silly. It's, it's not quite that simple. 
He's went for oh, to the proctologist for a proctology exam. Well, you're not getting any court order from me. It, this whole thing is like farcical. I think that he wouldn't know what, what he was heading. I think it's for. pretty clear why they didn't air this in that this first six episodes. Perverse. I gotta see the body. <laughs> this is the only. Why do you have to see the body? Well, listen, you see the me, body. Listen, if she's got a serious bruise, this will go to the police before an autopsy. I don't want that to happen. Thank God you can. The Emmy hasn't even looked at the body. I really shouldn't be doing this. Oh, but Bobby, we go way back. Alice Kennedy was in problem for 20 years. He's supposed to do the blessing for the dead. Let's just make this quick, please. We really appreciate this, Maggie. I'm glad that her she's in her negligee. Yeah, why is she in a negligee for her exorcism? Because the devil. Like, I mean, to be fair, Almighty how do you dress God, to get exercise for your daughter Alice, whom you have called from this life to yourself? So Don't we do see a bruise indeed. on her chest. We also see her breathing. <laughs> and we see the bruises on her wrists where she was tied down. Also, probably well breathing. <laughs> I don't know. Those he might have done a resurrection. Had yeah. a strap to the table. Okay, uh, Eleanor, I want you to find Dr. Barry Jacob. He's the psychiatrist who treated her for schizophrenia. We got no release. I don't know how you crack him on the privilege, but you got to try. I got to have some idea he'll substantiate. Will they do an autopsy? They have to. By law, she was under 55. Yeah, but that's going to take some time. I'm more worried about the external marks. There was some slight bruising on her chest. We're under 55. Now, we have to go to Always the police before they get interested. I did not know Why? that. I want to be preemptive and give them answers before they start asking questions. That'll help our credibility. But first, we got to get our ducks lined up. This that looks means like it was actually a confirmation shot. Probably in the lady felt possessed by demons. More Boston. We also need the support of the church. They have to say that you are a long shot. Tracking shot. Then walking towards the camera. Obviously shot from very far away. It's a great shot. I want to make this an easy call for the police. Keith, you work in costumes this week. Oh, yeah, I, I sure am. What do you need? I'm going to need three giant uh, trench coats. Uh, doesn't, okay. Doesn't matter. Just make sure they're unisex and that we could literally put them on any human beings, regardless of size. Okay, now, you realize that the, our trench coat budget is already almost maxed out now. I bet I can just recycle some other giant trench coats that I had from Dick Tracy. Oh, totally. Let's get on those and make sure you make, you get me an extra to play dead body. The, it doesn't matter if they're good at good or not. They can breathe if they need. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, you know. Rebecca, I need a meeting. We, don't, we didn't have budget for dead body classes. I need it within the next hour. Let them know it's urgent. Is Lindsay there? Yeah. Right here. Lindsay, I'm going to need you on my couch in half an hour. Uh, we're banging. Call in Kenny Tripp. Tell Ooh. him I need a favor. Don't take any flap. You tell him to get his ass in my office now. Bobby, I don't like the sound of your voice. We have to snuff this out before they get started. Snuff this mm. out like you snuffed that lady. Stole my joke. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, just lawyer stuff. The stuff that lawyers do. Get Ooh. the fuck off your high horse right now. You're pissing me off. Excuse me? Yeah, why don't you go Excuse talk to a jerk? There's no reason for a stenographer. There most certainly is. I want a transcript. I want it recorded that your client prevented my client from completing this procedure. Look, Mr. Parks, this doesn't look like it can be too comfortable. Why not just have them take it out so no. we can go... Mr. Parks, you could get an infection with that thing. No, you're not coming near me, Nimrod. Did you hear that? Uh, oh, you just keep on talking. You know, you're just adding zeros. Zeros to my defamation Defamation? Claim. You got me wired for cable Oh, For sakes, Let's this is your physical. You're being ridiculous. Quiet. 
All right. Get look, another proctologist like in there. Now, and I will thank you for not interrupting me in advance. Thank you. That's his own lawyer telling him he's being yeah. ridiculous. This happens a lot on this Notwithstanding any actions brought by Mr. Parks for my client's alleged failure to inform an allegation that my client categorically denies any and all complications resulting from the There's failure to this procedure, any and all complications or infections resulting from the sigmoidoscope being kept in place, the live camera footage will not of be the his colon is Walsh, still on the television duty high to in the room. I don't care about appointments. You tell them there's a potential million-dollar lawsuit. So at some point, someone somewhere had to call a proctologist's office and ask if they had any B-roll colonoscopy stuff. <laughs> Dude, about to explore yeah, the you, you get that from like a B-roll service? 20 minutes of his Probably, time actually. Now. I'll be in his office in 10 seconds. I can't give you that kind of information. I understand the position I'm putting you in. Well, for someone who understands it, you're not very tactful. You barge in here, announce that one of my patients is dead. Before I even have time to gulp, you're asking for her medical records. You know, as a lawyer, you should at least understand privilege. Not to be overly insensitive, doctor, but I don't think privilege survives the patient. I must ask you to leave this Insulted therapist! Maybe only professional in this entire episode? <laughs> right. That's Steven Anderson, who you might know from Halloween 5, The X-Files... Uh, he will do five episodes of Boston Legal, which is the spinoff of this, and he was on the Next Generation episode entitled First Contact, and that was the show. Unnecessary Star Trek the reference. First Contact. Yeah. This far, no farther. Dr. Jacob, this is an extremely delicate situation. Can I please speak to you in confidence? Well, I suppose that depends on what you're about to say. Alice Kennedy died while her priest was performing an exorcism. What? According uh, I'm pretty sure you heard me. According to Father Martin, she claimed that she was possessed by demonic spirits. We understand that you diagnosed her schizophrenia, and we also suspect that she told you of her paranoia that she was possessed. I'm not asking for any disclosure of specific treatment. I just need you to confirm these two things. Now, what I'm about to say, Keith, might sound flippant. Oh, that would be a shock. But it's not. What if you're in that rare scenario where mm -hmm. you are both actually schizophrenic and actually possessed by a demon? That's a rough day. Who do you see? I guess your priest is your best bet, right? Well, I, th I think you would maybe want your priest and your psychologist to team up. A team exorcism? A team exorcism with your psychologist. That's what I'd want. I'd want to call in the Calvary. I think you're right. I think you're right. Nailed it. That she did suffer from schizophrenia and that she told you that she was possessed. Which sounds like the plot of a musical comedy. <laughs> I'm not allowed to discuss any treatment. You know that Please, the police are likely to subpoena your records anyway. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Especially since I'm told you used experimental drugs on her once. I'm a demon. A demon named Fink. Get my, get my priest, get my shrink! And I'm sure that wouldn't help you public relations wise. Is that a threat? I'm super depressed and I'm also possessed. I'm just to help a good priest avoid some <laughs> What am I gonna do? I've got a demon named Fink. <laughs> we spent the whole episode talking about people stink. <laughs> What am I gonna do? 
My records will bear out her schizophrenia. P.S. This is the worst musical. We can't even come up with rhymes. At least that I'm not a professional writer. <laughs> hey. Look, her demonic we've been doing this for a thousand years because we screwed up already. <laughs> the Bruins lost last night. Uh, things are not going well. That's all I'll say. Nobody heard you, buddy. Sorry. We were writing a, a musical about a possessed a possession out of oh. the shrink's office. Hope that wasn't a plot point. <laughs> and your first consultation, absolutely free. After that, if you don't make money, then we don't get paid. Cut. Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Okay. Point to yourself on we and the camera on you. Okay? Go watch on the monitor there. I'll show you. She's wonderful. She's great. You move across the front of the desk. If you don't make money, we don't get paid. You end up here, at which point you casually lean on the corner of the desk. Okay? Okay. So okay, That's that's really cool. The problem is like we saw the monitor. Why are they recording while she's demonstrating? Like this isn't digital. They're like recording on an SVHS. Uh, super, super, super long play. SLP. Now just try. No, try the uh, higher resolution. Hey. Ah. How's going on? Thirty seconds. Talk to just ten. Let me talk. Are you making a movie here? All right, let's hey, that guy's back. Uh, it's that guy. It's hey, Kenny Tripp, played by Frank Renzulli. Look at me. The cop who took a bullet on Hanover last week. Oh, he's got a leather trench coat. Bobby thinks you might have a clue as to who shot him. First of all, That's why would I, I know? Because you know everything that goes on in the North End. And second, do I look like a snitch? Or is it something that... Bobby's got one in the favor bank. He's calling the chip. The chip? The chip? Look, and in two weeks, I start a six-month prison wait, term wait, thanks wait. to so you. What, you what is the chip, chip that he's calling in? If we remember, this is mentioned. the guy that Lindsay and Eleanor almost got if disbarred because, of, because they uh, lied about talking to the juror. He was still convicted... What favors did Bobby do for this guy? It goes way back, buddy. It's before our time. Oh, shop. Don't you think I'd be shopping it? I don't know. I don't care. I don't even know what the favor you owe is all about. All I do know is... And that's how we're going to get around it. We're going to just make it vague and nobody's going to know. Bobby Great. said for me to tell you he's calling in the favor. He needs a name, a lead, or any information the police would be glad to get. Bobby might need to trade something in. And he thinks you're the only person who can get it. And as long as I've known Bobby, I've never heard him so dead serious. Is that true? Because he's pretty serious quite often. He's pretty often serious. Get to work, well, Kenny. That's because the Great American Cry-Off happened after this. Even though it Go. was like 10 episodes ago. We never authorize any exorcisms. I know that. I'm not asking you to say that. Well, what are you asking? That you back Father Martin. That you confirm that he came to you for permission that he's a respected and respectable priest. First of all, the Catholic Church prohibits exorcisms on mentally ill people. I know that. I'm asking... I know what you're asking, counsel. You're looking for cover. And I'm here to tell you, you're not going to find it here. Now, as far as we're... Now... Wait, why is the Boston Church's lawyer from the South? Let me just say this. Please. Once again, I'm not being flippant. We've seen a lot in this episode that is strange credulity. Would you agree? Indeed. But the Archdiocese of Boston 
saying that they won't lay cover for anyone or anything, especially one of their own, pretty, pretty, pretty much strains all of the credulity. Yeah, hey, you know, I, I, I mean, I have, uh, I've heard that the Archdiocese of Boston and everywhere else, if, if you were like a priest doing something horrible... I feel like the Archdiocese typically, typically has had your back pretty well yeah. uh, of late. And of things that need to be swept under the rug, accidentally hitting a lady too hard on the chest whilst performing an exorcism seems pretty light. Yeah, you know, trying to help a consenting adult that it, it goes wrong, yeah, it's a little different. But, you know, Concerned. we're going to throw and this guy under the, the bus record, and cover the asses he should of be investigated. Now he's looking for cover. Mr. Donald, certainly you can appreciate our position. If we in any way endorse Father Martin, we expose ourselves to enormous liability. Look, I'm trying to help insulate you by... Oh, don't insult our intelligence, please. Your only mission here is wiggling your client off a hook. Same as your mission, counsel. It's just different clients and different hooks. Now, let me tell you what's going to go down if you don't back me. Don't turn away. I'm saying this once. It's Father Martin's belief the Archbishop had reason to know he was going to do it anyway, even without permission. That isn't true. Your word, his word. Question for a jury. If you had any hint, you could be negligent for failing to supervise. Get a law degree. A woman died here. And there is only one deep pocket, and that is the church. At this moment, we have a very small window. The case could get closed. Heart attack or yeah, a wider guys, investigation you could ensue. A charge priests. could file. Once that happens, Pandora's got wings. We will not support his doing that exorcism. Don't. But when a detective calls, I need you to vouch for Father Martin. You hang him out and it's a free-for-all. You're extorting us. Look. Look. You know Father Martin well. Do you think that he would have hurt this woman intentionally? No. Well, that's all I'm asking you to say. Just do it emphatically. I shouldn't have to extort the truth out of you. And let's all face it, if he gets charged, it is bad for the church. Rogue or not, he is still one of yours. Mm. I'll need to talk this over with my client. You know what they said after they edited this episode. Well, at least it'll never air. Clock is ticking half hour. M, little C, K-R-E-W's in the Homicide Division, try for 3.30. And what if he can't? He has to. In fact, get him on the line and I'll talk to him. Okay. Where the hell is Kenny? We lit the fire as best we could. Any word from the coroner? Not yet. I think I should just go to the police now. No, 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 no. we're not this ready yet. It feels like some sordid conspiracy. We're not ready yet. I hit that woman! Maybe I didn't cause her death, but I shouldn't have been doing the exorcism in the first place. You have to trust me here. Bobby, Mike McCrew on three. Mike, hey, not that bad, how about you? How's Susie? Great. Yeah, that is yeah, absolutely someone on the other line of that phone going, They're looking to meet the future ex, Mrs. Donald. You know how it is. Listen, Mike, I got a, I got a kind of a sensitive situation I'd like to talk to you about in uh, person. Oh, I'm sorry. Information I think you'd want to have. Can I come down there this afternoon, maybe 
Let's talk about exorcisms. Get Joey Bland in here with his equipment. We gotta give you a polygraph. A lie detector? The police will probably want to give you one. I'd like to say the yes. The show's obsessed with I gotta polygraphs. be sure you'll pass. Now he's gonna give him a dirty it's polygraph? It's not that difficult. It is when you make me nervous. Okay, I just say, move nice and smooth, sit on the edge of the desk, and talk. It's not, not like well I'm asking you to chew a stick of gum. Make up, blot him. I'm giving you three more patient. takes, and that's it. So now relax, damn it. Yeah, threaten me. That helps me relax. Okay, position. Speed. Good acting detail, speed. putting her and hair up in that shot. Action. Just have you little or thing a loved that just one been makes injured? it feel lived in. If so, you may have rights. My name is James Berluti. I'm an attorney who specializes in helping people like you receive the compensation they deserve when you've been victimized by other people's negligence. Anybody? Saw that one coming a mile away. <laughs> Is this what you paged me for? Please, just remove the scope and the get The beat with Jimmy's the only I thing that even kind of makes sense. Man. What? Are you yeah. serious? My insurance company would drop me like a stone if I come near him. Oh, doctor. No doctor will touch him. You had to know that, Stunt proctologist. But doctor. <laughs> this is Brian Reddy, who you might know from Dante's Peak, Outbreak, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And don't worry, he was Dr. Temek on Enterprise. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. So they brought in an, another proctologist to remove the device. This is weird. Well, what am I going to do? He won't let me. It would be negligence to leave that in there. Not mine. But take it out. Absolutely no. not. Without his consent, that's considered battery. Dr. Pankin, if I get my client to sign a release waiving any future claims... You can't waive negligence. You should know that. I won't sue. I'm a reasonable man. Right. <laughs> Yank it out. No. Consent. No. Ah, 
So we, we got two lawyers, two doctors, and a... Uh, Aluminum siding. A businessman here, and we're actually fighting over what we're fighting over? Did you say aluminum siding? What's your name? Yes. Eugene Young. Do you do medical malpractice work, Mr. Young? Some. Some. Well, I do a lot. You know why? Because I'm a doctor. And like with every doctor, medical malpractice suits are a way of life. You know you can go your entire career without making a single mistake and still expect to be routinely sued five times a year. This isn't the forum to discuss that. This is the perfect forum. I mean, look at this guy. He's a poster boy for what drives up malpractice premiums, which drive up health care costs. Let me tell you what's going to happen here. Oh, please Someone do. fetch me my Mr. Soapbox. Aluminum Siding here will file his ridiculous lawsuit, and his insurance company will come to him and ask him to sign off on a settlement because settling is cheaper than going to trial. And if he says to them, no, I don't want to settle, I did nothing wrong, his insurance company will discontinue coverage. Because on principle, carriers don't like doctors that stick on principle. It's too expensive. Are you done? I'm done. Good. Because aside from your profound inside commentary on healthcare, which we all enjoyed, we still got a stupid situation here that should have been fixed hours ago. Now, you are going that to give is him also an true unconditional of this plot release. Line. Doesn't change the Quiet. You are going to agree to indemnify him for any negligence claim filed against him by him. And you, you are going to take that thing out of that man's anus, then maybe we can fix Medicare. <laughs> he said anus. I feel like we could just stop that now, just play mm-hmm. that soundbite, and then roll the end bumper, and that could be the beginning and end of this episode, because it's pretty much the long and short of it. <laughs> it is indeed. Pull out your legal pad, counsel. Let's start drafting. Sprinkle Good job, with holy water. Yes. Did you hit her? Yes. Did you intend to cause her physical harm? No. Are you Jewish? No. Were you attempting okay. to heal? Let's Alex? let's analyze the priest's response there. Uh did you murder somebody? No. No. Are you Jewish? No. Kennedy? Yes. How's he doing? So far, you get yourself an honest priest. Well, uh, according to my time and time again proven, non-scientifically backed computer wavy lines, uh-huh. he's telling we the have truth. determined Trouble. this priest is apparently anti-Semitic. There is a pretty decent trauma to the chest. They're going to report it to the police. Damn it. Clock just struck midnight. Oof. One midnight gone. Oof. He'll pass your polygraph Oof. with flying colors. Let's go. Where? To the police. Gotta admit, got me curious. What's up? 10 o'clock this morning, a woman named Alice Kennedy had a heart attack and died at Father Martin's church. One of his parishioners. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, as far as I know, it's just... If you recognize that voice, it's time for... mustache <laughs> i'm glad you put more effort into that than i did <laughs> uh that it, for gray's anatomy's fans you already know who this is it's james pickens jr 
who plays Richard Weber on Grey's Anatomy. He has thus far filmed 342 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, the residuals that guy must have. You'll find uh, he a was also on Roseanne. On her and chest, we'll on as well practice. as chafing marks on her hands and legs. At the time she was having the heart attack, Father Martin was performing an exorcism. It, it's kind of like a confessional seal. He really shouldn't divulge this information about a parishioner, but he came to me, and, and I thought he really should come to you. Exorcism. Like spinning head and, and, and pea soup? It doesn't happen like that. It's mainly prayer, sign of the cross, laying hands on the subject, holy water, that kind of thing. The reason I describe the situation the is delicate. As Father Martin brought his hand down on Alice Kennedy's chest, that's when she went into arrest. He's, he's afraid he may have precipitated it. Notarize, please. That was quite the Thank stern you. look he gave him. Now, this yep. incorporates, by reference, his release of Dr. Tenkin and is an amendment for our release. No problem. No indemnification for any supervening acts. Don't even go there. I need you to sign here, doctor. Okay. Yes. And you need to initial here. A ridiculous part under his legal paperwork. Plan, so he's here as president of Illuminated Dream Sighting. He's not personally exposed. What? No. Oh, he's personally we'll exposed. We'll initial that, but I reserve the right to pierce the corporate veil. Fine. Let's do it. His corporate veil's been pierced. <clears throat> this woman wanted an exorcism? She begged me for it, Detective. Here is the phone number of Dr. Barry Jacob, her treating psychiatrist. He'll confirm the woman's schizophrenia as well as her belief that she was the victim of some demonic possession. Here you'll find the phone number of Archbishop John Mazzoni, who Father Martin went to for permission to do the exorcism that's pursuant to canon law. It should be pointed out that permission was denied. You didn't get permission from the church? No. Archbishop Mazzoni wasn't convinced of possession. He thought it was probably mental illness some sort, and I must confess he was probably right. Then why'd you do it? I thought it might be of some benefit as a placebo. She was desperate, detective. Interesting shot here. Did a full circle. They're doing a full spin around the uh, table. Blot him again. His head looks like the Valdez. I don't think Talon is supposed to get caught in this business. Talon, he fell off a desk. I never made contact. We need this office back, Jimmy. I'm not done. I want to get it right. How do you get one of these things right? Hey, Lindsay, do me a favor. Let me do what I want to do, okay? It doesn't affect you. It does affect me. Doing a commercial, it embarrasses this place. Now, let me tell you something. Don't sweat. I'll sweat if I want to. Not everybody went to Harvard. Not everybody gets to get a lawyer who went to Harvard. There's little people out there. Hacks with this small claims the size of a blackhead you'd go running to your dermatologist to yep. have removed. Nickel and dime people looking for nickel and dime lawyers. I'm happy for you that you don't fit into that category. I do. And I'm selling what I got to sell. Forgive me for embarrassing you. Can we do one more take? Please. When one... I'm ready. No, 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 you're ready now. I got a great idea. You, uh, out of here. Excuse me. Makeup, blot him quickly. Let's go. Okay. The moment of inspiration. The spark of creation. Bobby, why did he remove the straps from the room? He was scared at first. Look, Mike, 
He's the one who wanted to come forward here. He's been my priest almost my whole life. Still, if his hitting her caused a heart attack, then we got to pursue this. You know that. Call the shrink. Call the archbishop. And you know what? Give him a polygraph. It'll give you peace of mind. This is just an unfortunate result. There was nothing criminal here. Your investigation is going to show that. So why the big push? I don't want you to file a charge and then investigate. I want you to check things out first, because I know then no charge would ever be filed. Mike. It's like he's talking right to me, Keith. I need a favor here, man. This guy, he's dear to me. A scandal will just it'll just cost him his parish. I mean, you let Meredith off your, the hook so many times. Well, your relationship to him is doesn't, irrelevant. Doesn't start He's a cop. Fun. He has a job to do. They go way back, man. Well, every, it goes, of course, it goes way back with everybody in history, but it's irrelevant to whether I or not you want to do a prosecutor. No problem. Wait a minute. As for favors, a lot what of this of here. Now he's asking for the bride. You got some stinking narcotics. Snitch named Warren's tipping off some fluff and fold. You're staking out for moving coke. You never heard it from me. That's a bribe. Sheesh. Let's go do the polygraph. It's so weird to, like, air episodes before their whole moral come to Jesus. After the moral come to Jesus. They're never going to get it. I'll live. Jimmy, I'm sorry. Bobby says I got this complex that I want to be the law firm across the street. I really am sorry for saying what I said. Let's call it even from your weird, inappropriate sex dream talk. (laughs) You That's carry a good your beat from Lindsay, though. I think like, so far I, I don't. I just want to bring something to the table. That's all. Shows a nice sense of self-awareness on her part. Yeah. Okay, I need quiet on the set. Oh, we're back. Let's go. Position. <sighs> I, I thought these things only took a minute. Maybe he found something malignant. Again, as a free legal tip. He was a real trooper. I'll send you a bill. Hey, Doc, uh, one thing. I'll take the hit. On patients who sue over nothing and the lawyers who take their cases. Okay, so pause it right there. This is a good speech, but why is there a framed picture of a bear on the office wall? Well, on the upper right of that is a dog. It's just... (laughs) Is it possible they've got that the location scout booked a vet's office and they didn't take the pictures off the wall? But does the vet treat grizzly bears? Maybe it's a zoo vet. <laughs> like point to the animal you're bringing in. Oh, a 1,500-pound Kodiak. Great. run medicine. It seems to me doctors got to own a little blame, too. <laughs> you just don't get it, counsel. Medicine used to be run by business. Now, medicine is business. Oh, I feel like a new man. That's a really timely court, and topical young. comment there. You didn't handle this very well. I felt you twisted. <laughs> so stupid. 
And there wasn't really that much of a larger point made. No. I mean, like, they spent 15 minutes on proctology jokes and 30 seconds okay. on an actual interesting topic huh. about health. You pass their polygraph, lest something comes up, which they don't expect. Nothing's getting filed. Cause of death listed as heart attack, period. Oh, thank God for that. The chest bruise was minimal. They talked to the archbishop, her doctor, and her sister, who also confirmed she was begging you for help. <laughs> You're okay. Good. He's leaving the priesthood. Great. He got off the priest Good. and she was begging for it. This is the moment, What's wrong? based on previous episodes of practice, where he's like, it's been quite a day. I killed that bitch. <laughs> parishioner of mine died. Everything's been spinning so fast. I guess I'm just a little overwhelmed by it all. What? That it? Anything else? That death row episode was so good. That's all. I got it. Right? Right here. Rough cut. Can I use your TV? She says it came out good. In 30 seconds. It goes quick. Let me spare the father. Come on, I'll... Well... Thus far, this episode has kind of been a lost cause. So can, in the last little beat here, can Jimmy's 30-second commercial save the day? I'll walk you out. We're going to find out. We'll wait. Thank you. Bobby? Hey, Jim. Where you been all day? Doctor's office. How was your day? Busy. Mm-hmm. It's like a little sitcom husband and wife mm-hmm. bit there. Again. What's wrong? Don't misunderstand. Without you, I could be facing manslaughter charges. I would have lost my parish for sure. And probably my life. But... But what we did today was a perversion. When you yeah. say chest compressions to that police officer, no, it wasn't a mistake, Bobby. It was a possible account for the bruise. It was a false account. I went into a morgue under the pretext of prayer so you could get a quick look at the body, and you extorted the archbishop as well as Alice's psychiatrist and, and one of your own clients. And... The cop. I hit the cop. a woman harder than I should have while performing a totally unauthorized exorcism. Now, the only reason I'm dodging the bullet is because you know how to manipulate the system, if not the truth. Well, and because you, you and the church are going to pay me a large sum of money, Father. Don't, don't forget that portion. Right, right. And I helped. Good speech, though. I, l- I like that beat for him. Nothing I did today was unethical. Under Slam the practice door, of him and kiss him. I know that. It's just I'm troubled by the whole thing. <clears throat> I've known you your whole life, Bobby. I'm your priest. Watching you work today, I couldn't help but think that you're a man who is obviously successful at what he does. And I'm a man who obviously isn't. No, I don't mean to deny my utter gratitude. I don't question what you've done for me. 
I do question what I have done for you. Woof. Ouch. So I have left you morally bankrupt as a priest? Hey, yeah, boy, that's a... You're welcome. <laughs> Checks in the mail. You know me? You shouldn't. No reason to. I'm just a down-in-the-trenches lawyer who does cases that'll never be in the newspapers. Unexciting stuff. Except to the people involved. Because their injuries are real. And the money I get them is real. Somebody banging to your car lately? Has a ladder fallen on your head? You step into a pothole? Go to a big law firm and see how much they care. Then come to me. Think nobody will fight for you. You're just a grunt. I'm a grunt. There's a lawyer out there for you. It's me. Jimmy the Grunt. Just dial the number. 555-GRUNT. And ask for Jimmy. That's not I'll how you spell Grunt. No, I think that's Grinder. What did, What do you think? It, it's still a little rough. It's got to resonate a little. That's it. It ends on that. That's it. It <laughs> it ends on a long, extended, awkward silence, which I personally think is by far the best Ooh. part of this episode. Is that they were willing to just leave it on Jimmy's like just covered in cheese, and <laughs> there's nothing. Wow. There's no rescue. No, uh, nobody could even give him a hey, way to go, Jimmy. No, it was. <laughs> they all just look dumbfounded and horrified. Wow. Uh, but that, so that's where uh, the character from last week's episode said Jimmy the Grunt. Well, that seems to make sense now, at least. Yeah, well, you know, if you just take the uh, time-space continuum and put it in a blender, this makes perfect sense. Ooh, that's key, though. Okay. There's, there's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. Uh but we always start with a situation where we determine who is. Took me that Already long to find the cue. Because you've been on TV, getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go! But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Okay, so we had a whole bunch of guest actors who takes home the oopsie for best guest actor for you. Well, Keith, I I thought I was going to have a problem because for a good portion of the episode and I I am loath to say this. I felt that our main guest actor uh, Norman Chomsky, Robert Prosky, <laughs> Robert Prosky, <laughs> Noam Chomsky yeah. was the. Uh, I found him do, doing a rare acting. <laughs> yeah, beat. I found him to be a little, a little much in the beginning. Mm. However, his last couple scenes there uh, were pretty good beats, and I think he had a, he had a lot of heavy lifting to do. So I want to give Nam Chan no- <laughs> <laughs> Noam Chomsky uh, <laughs> took a took a break. Got off the typewriter, decided, you know what? I'm going to try out for the practice, and I'm going to play a priest who exercised a lady. 
I think I'm going to give Father Exorcism. Robert Prosky. <laughs> Robert Prosky. The uh, yeah, the I you know I I agree. I think um, I I could definitely argue for Ada Totoro. Yes. Who I thought did a really, really good job. Like that character felt real. It felt lived in. Uh, she actually had an interesting arc <laughs> where she, you know what? I was, I was going to go with you, but I've talked myself out of you it. You know what? You've I'm talked, giving... you've talked me into it. Oh no, no. Yeah. She, I feel that, I feel that she was the most grounded. We're back into the season one, uh, usage of the guest actor in sort of a comedic role but she also found her footing she helped jimmy reach his best potential i think she was the best okay i'm i'm going with you so wow twist we're giving the oopsie for best guest actor to ada turturro keith i can i can already hear the objections it's like moonlight at the oscars the other year Oh, it really, yeah, we're going to get so many letters. Stakes are that high. What if we got, like, an actual physical letter? That would be amazing. Especially since nobody has our address, address, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you know, I've (laughs) I've done this out of order yet again, because we haven't determined who is the... Well, I think Eugene and Bobby both had a hell of a day at the office. They sure did. I think Bobby had to pull a lot more strings, work some connections, call in the favor, in quotes. Um, The chip, yeah. Now, that all said, that all is part and parcel, but Eugene did do a lot of legal wrangling with a lot of paperwork. Yeah, yeah, and he he called in... They both called in reinforcements, which was interesting. But I think that... uh, we got to give this one to home team zone, Bob Bobby McDonald. Bobby McDonald. <laughs> uh, guys, we do know his name is Bobby Donald. <laughs> now I do. I do now. What? What? One of us knows the character's <laughs> name. <laughs> the collective we. The collective we. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think like he he did it in sort of a shitty fashion, but that's never limited us from giving away. Uh, most valuable lawyer. So, uh, congratulations, Bobby Donald, on your uh, oopsie for being the best, most valuable lawyer in this episode. All right, so now it is time to determine. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear run down your face. You're the best actor on the show. Best actor what a, what's going on who's who who you got who you got you know there's there's a there's a case to be made for for jimmy uh, who i thought had a pretty good performance he had to be ridiculous he had to be nervous and then he gave some great beats at the end there i loved his speech against uh, up against lindsay but that said bobby really showed all his different uh, elements today and so I think I'm going back to the well to give Dylan McDermott really? an oopsie he hasn't received in a few weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, I Yeah, I have to say like personally and Dylan please don't punch me. I feel like his 
there's so much of Bobby's character that just sort of lives in that space that it almost feels like he's treading water with like the it's my old friend and I've got to I've got to do this. Let me call it. like it's I don't know. It, I, I think it it was it, it's a little one note and it's not his fault. I think it's just sort of the writing of the character in a very sort of one note fashion. So I'm giving it to Jimmy. I'm giving it to Michael Badalucho. So we're a split decision this time. Uh, congratulations, Dylan McDermott and Michael Badalucho. You have split the oopsie this week. And uh, that only leaves us with one important thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Well, I can tell you how many spare tires the episode of Out of Practice gets. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Unfortunately, the show can't live in a vacuum. It lives inside of the package that we're wrapping it in, and that wrapper is about as stinky as that fart song we're going to play in a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But notwithstanding, I'd have to say I was on such a high, I guess, three weeks ago, uh, I really thought we were firing all cylinders. The writing was excellent. The performances were excellent. We gave it a nine, a nine and a half, something like that. Yeah. And the past two weeks have kind of been clunkers because we've gone back to the well. I just, I mean, we got through it. We stopped halfway through and rewatched it again. So it couldn't have been terrible. But I think that uh, Keith. I feel like the episode got jacked up on a cinder block. A couple of tires were stolen. Oh, no. But nonetheless, the car only ends up with four tires. Four tires? Wow. Four spare tires for this episode. Ooh, that's rough. You know, we're, we have a, uh, on, our, uh, on our blog, outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com, we now have a definitive ranking definitive. of every episode. A definitive of us defined by us <laughs> <laughs> and only the episodes we have watched thus far but uh putting a forward put it pretty low on that list uh you should check it out it's fun there's a picture from every episode i worked very hard uh yeah so for yeah i you know it's a strange episode in that two of the three are definitely comedic uh you know comedic beats and then the third one is about an exorcism, which is sort of strange in itself. Um, you know, I, I definitely felt there was just a lot of missed opportunities in the uh, in the colonoscopy thing. Because, you know, the whole thing was predicated on an absurd concept that he wouldn't know what that meant. Even if he was a dick, you can do better justifying, you know, why he would be suing stuff. And I think the missed opportunity is, you know... This tried to slip in in literally like four syllables some interesting points about the state of our healthcare, which still exist today and are and even more of a problem today. So I would have loved to have seen a real episode about you know the businessification of healthcare and all the consequences that has. And really, it was just sort of played for cheap butt jokes, says the guy who's about to play a fart song. But <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, so I that I felt very disappointed with. P.S. Like wildly underusing John Delancey. Yeah, for sure, dude. John Delancey, he's a fantastic actor, and you didn't really give him anything to do. So boo to that. Um, 
the exorcism story, I thought it got one level too convoluted mm-hmm. with the going after the favor and bribing the cop. Like, I, I, I never really understood quite what the purpose of that was and bringing back um, Kenny Tripp. I, like, I, I don't think we got anything out of it. That felt like filler that could have been filled much better, adding that extra detail of twist. So, yeah, it was. A, there's just a lot of repetition in that story. So I didn't like that story. That said, I loved the Jimmy commercial shoot. Uh, that feels very much in keeping with the character. Obviously, it's pretty broad comedy there, but uh, but I thought it was played really well. I thought the combination of uh, Bataluccio and Totoro was it was a really good dynamic there. So I liked that part. Um, so uh, and it gets an extra spare tire for the awkward fade to black. So I would have given this a five. But I'm going to give it a six because of the awkward fade out. So that brings it to a five. It brings it up to a five. So not a great episode, but it had some elements there that we enjoyed. I think definitely it would have been ranked a little higher where it actually aired in the first season. We've we've just you can literally feel the going backwards. You know, <laughs> like you can feel we've already kind of. Because we we're just retreading some of the same explorations of what is a lawyer, what is their yeah, I mean, what moral the, grounds the show they stand itself, on. The, the show, especially early, is just so rough on the practice of law. It's like the thesis statement of the show, the first season, is that the practice of law is inherently unethical or immoral, which I I think they go away from a little bit. But I it's it is an interesting it's pretty self-hating uh, early in the series anyway uh so stay tuned we're gonna run out of season one episodes shot in season two and actually start showing this like a regular television show Thank so goodness. that's gonna be uh that's gonna be really fun so folks you have survived another pretty punchy episode Ooh. <laughs> of the out of practice podcast we have raced the devil Truly. Keith and I will be exercising our demons this week, and we'll get our shit together for next week, let's hope. Keith, I'll Unlikely. be, I'll be uh, beaming in from upstate uh, Westport, New York, from uh, the oh, Depot what are you doing Theater. There? Going to get some health weeks, doing a Candor and Ebb review. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, we love those health weeks. Yeah, we need those health weeks. Because, uh, turns out, since 1997, our health insurance system has not gotten any better. Ooh, well, parts of it have, but That's true. fundamental problems are still the fundamental problems. Anyway, reach out to us. Uh, send us an email at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at outofpracticepodcast and our aforementioned blog at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. Send us an email. Leave us a rating or a review on Apple iTunes that would really help somebody other than Tom Brady listening to the show, which we'd very much appreciate. Yeah, I mean, if you can top Tom Brady wearing a zoot suit, then uh, we need to see it because that is currently the greatest thing I've ever seen. Number one so far. All right, kids. And that's it. That only leaves one thing. Laser sounds. Laser sounds. Loose, you farted. Loose, you farted. And you did not say excuse me. Yes, I smelled it when you dealt it. 
and it did not amuse me. You farted too, too farted, right in my face you farted, and it stuck here in my eye. It was a smell you farted, I can't erase you farted, and it makes me want to cry. Oops, you farted, oops, you farted, and you did not say excuse me. What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero, Skankross 7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It always has something new. <laughs> this podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of one. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20 by-